your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Monday afternoon edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, what a weekend it was for the NHL. Just a massive, massive announcement. Um, before we do get into that, um, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and get 20% off your next order. So, yeah, guys, the NHL officially is back a January 13th restart. Well, I shouldn't say restart. A January 13th start date for the season is officially underway. It will be 56 games. All the games for the Penguins will be against their divisional teams. We're going to touch on that um, in the second segment. Just going to go through the critical dates. Um, You know, it was peak NHL, honestly, to announce this during NFL Sunday, which of course is king in the United States of America. I mean, everyone just watches the NFL every Sunday that it's on. So, you know, you just, you knew if the NHL had an announcement to make, and I think they had a board of governors call that day that it was going to come um, on Sunday. So, I mean, it, it's great, though, that we are getting a season. It looked for, in, for you to be in doubt for a bit. Of course, you know, when we, I had Doug on the, the last episode, I talked about, yeah, you know, since there's been no agreement yet and the 13th start date is about less than four weeks away, let's just push it back to Super Bowl weekend and play the games there. Obviously, you know, I look like an idiot on that one because they announced it just like two days later. So I'll take the L on that one. But, you know, a lot of critical dates um, for period of run. So the puck drop, guys, January 13th. The trade deadline will be April 12th. The regular season will end on May 8th. The playoffs will start right after that. The expansion draft will be on July 21st for the Seattle Kraken. The NHL draft is the July 23rd to July 24th. Free agent frenzy is July 28th. And basically then they're going to try to do a full 82-game season for 2021-2022. So, um, yeah, this is all very exciting. Also, the Stanley Cup Final, I think the latest it can go is July 15th. Um, obviously, they do not want to get in the way of the Olympics. NBC and NBC Sports Network will be airing the Summer Olympics um, whenever they start. I think it's at the end of July, if I'm not mistaken, like July 20th or something like that. So, you know, they de- always obviously want to get the season done before the Olympics start. Um, some other things from uh, some of the insiders. So the entry-level slide for rookies drops from 10 games to 7. So remember... Um, if you want your rookie to play and not have to forfeit their first year of their entry-level contract, it only has to be seven games, and then you can send it down as opposed to ten. I remember the Penguins did that with Daniel Sprong, and then they basically like sent him down. So if, the, if Sam Poulin makes a team, they can give him a seven-game tryout, and then if they want to, they can burn his first year of entry-level and put him on the team, or they can just send him down to the queue or just to the AHL or wherever he's going to be playing on his junior hockey this season. Um, also, from Chris Johnson, NHL teams are required to carry at least three goals always at all times this season between the active roster and the taxi squad for the penguins we all know tristan jari is the starter casey DeSmith is the backup i would assume uh larmy will um be the third goalie though jim rutherford kind of threw some cold water on that this morning uh, he said emil larmy is going to remain in finland for the time being due to medical protocols while alex de orio will be assigned to willing giving his proximity to pittsburgh so i think they'll be carrying him um, for potentially start of the season as opposed to um, Larmy, but we'll have to see what happens um, in training camp. So that's also good news. Um, for the divisions, they remain the same as we saw last week. Um, 
for the Penguins division, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, both New York teams, Philadelphia, and Washington. The North, the Canadian division, the West, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. Central, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. Um, for the playoffs, I, you know, I figured the NHL would go this way. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on this right now. Um, the playoffs, one versus four, two versus three um, from each division. The top four teams from each division make it. Um, I will say this, though, guys. This is the first year um, in the history of, you know, the Sidney Crosby of Gunny Malkin era that I can actually say they have a legit shot at missing the playoffs. You know, a lot of people have said it in years past. Oh, the Penguins are making the playoffs this year. The Penguins are done. Oh, blah, 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 blah. You know, this actually could be here that the Penguins miss just because that East division is so stacked. I mean, you all know how good Boston is. Washington is still good, though. They could regress. Philadelphia is a good team. They're coming off being the number one seed at the return to play. You know how good the Islanders are. You can't really bet against Barry Trotz. Buffalo will be improved. I don't really see them as a playoff team. Obviously, you have the Penguins. The Rangers made the playoffs this past season with the bubble, but how will their defense be, especially with signing Jack Johnson? New Jersey's gotten better, but are they a playoff team? Probably not, but still, it's going to be a knife fight, and we can't for sure say that the Penguins will be in the top four, though, I mean, we can think that they will. I have them currently at third. Um, Jay Fresh's uh, hockey's model, who, of course, has been on this podcast before, he has the Penguins, um, based on his um, wins above replacement roster build, he has the Penguins at tied for second with 66 points with the Washington Capitals. He has Boston, of course, winning the division, as I think everyone will. So, I mean... It's, it, it's going to be a knife fight. For the playoffs, it is a bit annoying that you have to play these teams eight times in the regular season and then to get to the, to the Stanley Cup semifinals, oh, you got to play a couple of these teams seven more times for a total of 15 games between those teams. I actually think these players may die on the ice by playing each other this much and just like with the heated rivalries on that. And someone on the other team may be killed or something just because it's just going to get so freaking heated. But I mean... I get it for travel reasons. I just wish they would seed 1 through 16 or just have the top teams pick their other opponents just because I think that's just much better. Though I will say this about the the, the next two rounds for the semifinals. They, I think if I read it correctly, they reseed after that. Um, if I, I'm trying to find it. Uh, here's the tweet here. So the top four teams in each division will qualify. The four teams that advance to the semifinals will be seeded by their regular season points total with the number one seed playing the number four seed in one series and the number two seed and three seed meeting in the other. So guys, we theoretically could have a Washington-Pittsburgh Stanley Cup final. We could have a Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay Stanley Cup final. Hell, for all we know, we could have a John Tavares revenge series against the New York Islanders in the Stanley Cup final. That is actually pretty cool. You know, I'm glad the league did that. You're going to see matchups in the semifinals that you've probably never seen before in playoff rounds. You may see a Stanley Cup final matchup that we have never seen before. Like I said, Pittsburgh-Tampa Bay. You can see Pittsburgh play. Wouldn't it be awesome to see Crosby versus Ovechkin for the Stanley Cup? I mean, like, both at the end of their careers, kind of. That would be pretty sick. It's unlikely to happen, but, I mean, it would still be awesome to see. I mean, hell, we could see Vegas-Colorado in the Stanley Cup Final. We could see Edmonton-Calgary in the Stanley Cup Final, for all we know. So, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that the league did that. I just wish, you know, the divisional playoffs, it's just like... I get it for rivalry purposes, you know, the travel with the COVID-19 situation. 100% get that. But it's just like, you know, I don't want to watch my team play like the Capitals 15 times during the season or the Flyers 15 times because I feel like like the Penguins and fan base and whoever they play, if it's the Capitals or Flyers fan base, they honestly may kill each other at the end just because of how bad that's going to be. But other than that, you know, it's a great announcement that the hockey is coming back for the Penguins. Training camp will begin January 3rd. 
Uh, I'm not really sure that they have not released the schedule yet. I'm assuming it's going to be coming out um, in the next few days. I would probably assume by Wednesday or something. They probably want to get this sorted out um, as soon as possible. Uh, the Penguins released a few tweets this morning. Um, when fans are permitted to attend games in limited capacity, the Penguins season ticket holders will receive priority access to available tickets, likely by a lottery system. So, yeah, guys, at the start, I mean, most arenas are not going to allow fans. There's no way Pittsburgh is going to allow fans with Governor Tom Wolf up there. He's not even allowing um, any fans right now at Steelers games, Eagles games, you name it. So there's no way he's probably going to allowing any fans at Penguins games either. They also released a pretty chilling video this morning, basically saying that they're back. I'm not going to play it on here. You guys can watch it on the Penguins Twitter. But, you know, it is pretty badass to see. But, you know, coming up in the next day, we're going to talk about some other stuff um, with the Penguins. We could do some predictions for who I think is going to make the playoffs this season from all the divisions. And we'll also touch on in the third segment um, some comments from Jim Rutherford this morning. He finally was able to speak to the media. He had a couple interesting announcements that, you know, I'm going to get my thoughts on. But before we do get to that, it is time to talk about Built Bar. There's 18 amazing flavors, six new flavors, the caramel brownie, the cookies and cream, cherry barca, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. There's the 12 original flavors, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, coconut, peanut butter brownie. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. But one of my favorite flavors is the cookies and cream, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Uh, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That is promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. So there was an interesting report this morning. Um, this comes from Elliot Freeman and Pierre LeBron. Apparently, Tampa Bay's cap issues may be solved by long-term IR. There is word Nikita Kucherov is battling an injury that may keep him out a while. No comment from the team agent, so details are sketchy. If he's unable to play, it will be clear room for the Lightning. I mean, pretty convenient since, I mean, this kind of situation would always happen for Chicago. Hint, hint, Marion Hosa, though, you know, that is unfortunate what happened with him. Hint, hint, Brent Seabrook. But... I mean, it is Nikita Kucherov. I don't think a player, you know, like that would just make something up. And he's also their best player. So it's not really a situation like Chicago's. Obviously, everyone wants Nikita Kucherov to play. But, you know, if he is able to play, I'm still curious to see what the Lightning are going to do with their cap situation. Are they still going to move Tyler Johnson? Are they going to move maybe Alex Killorn? I don't think they're going to move Yanni Gord or anyone like that. Um, so I'm just I'm curious to see what they do when that situation gets resolved and what their plan is for there. Moving forward. Um, also, a couple other, other interesting tidbits. I did see, I was listening to the 31 Thoughts podcast this morning from Elliot Freeman. Um, that is a must listen, everyone, so please listen to it. Talk about some other stuff that he didn't report. Um, apparently, if a player tests positive for COVID 19, it looks like they're going to, the, the, they can, the team can put him on long term IR until whenever he comes back. I'm guessing it'll be a week or two or probably more, um, like the NFL does. I mean, college football, I remember the Big Ten policy was like, I think 21 days they would have to be on there until they can come back. I think the NFL, it's a couple weeks. So, you know, whenever they get a bunch of negative tests after they test positive, when they're not showing symptoms anymore, they can just reactivate them off of long-term IR. Um, as, a, as for the divisions, guys, I mean, I think for the East division, I have Boston winning it. That's really not that big of a hot take. I know... Um, they're going to be without, I think, Pasternak for the first month of the season, but they're just so deep at forward. Tuka Rask is great in net. I mean, this is, I think, the best team in that division. And in second place, the team that's going to get second is the Washington Capitals. I know 
they're coming off an embarrassing series loss to the New York Islanders where they just look like complete fools. But they did fire Todd Reardon, who, of course, got scooped up by the Penguins. They have Peter Laviolette. I don't think Laviolette is a good coach, but he does get results in the first year or two when he comes to a new team before it all goes to crap. You know, I kind of think of him as like an Elaine Vigno Jr. Because Vigno, he gets good results with teams when he first gets there. I mean, you saw what always happened with the Flyers. You saw what happened with him with the Rangers. Got to the Stanley Cup final. Got to a conference final. But then after that, you know, the results just go downhill with coaches like that so it wouldn't be surprising to see the Capitals be still pretty good this year because he gets good results when he first gets there so I have the Capitals at second you know you have the best goal scorer of all time you still have Nicholas Backstrom you still have TJ Oshie John Carlson for as good as he is and for as bad as he is in the defensive zone still a really good defenseman um, but, you know, they're going to have to be relying on some young goaltending this season. That's going to be a really big storyline to follow for that division. Um, we also have with Henrik Lundqvist, in case you guys do not see, um, he will be out for the whole season because of a health condition. I think it's something related to his back, if I'm not mistaken. But um, but all best wishes to Henrik Lundqvist. You know, your health comes first before anything. So, you know, people, the people that are mad that Henrik Lundqvist can't play because of that, um, just go kick rocks. But, you know, that's going to be a fascinating situation to watch. They're, they're going to be relying on that young goaltender who does not have a lot of NHL experience. It's kind of a similar situation to Tristan Jari in Pittsburgh. It can sink your season or it can just get you going pretty well. So we'll have to see what happens there. They still have the core and everything. So I have them getting second. At third, I have the Penguins. I know some people are all down on them. They don't expect them to make the playoffs. I can see it, but I do think this roster is good enough to get in. We all know how great the top six is. We all know what the question marks are, the goaltending. Um, Tristan Jari, can he be a long-term starter? How bad is the bottom pairing going to be? Could it be an upgrade? And also what's going to happen with the third line? But, you know, they have a great top six. They have a great fourth line. Um, for as long as Sid and Gino are playing an elite level, they will carry this team to the playoffs, and I expect them that they will. At four guys, I have the Islanders. Um, it was honestly a toss-up between them and Philadelphia, but I trust a Barry Trotz coach system over Alain Vigneault. Sounds weird to say just because Trotz's system is so boring, but it is effective. All the players buy in. And, you know, for as much as we make fun of how boring it is, I mean, it works. And I'm sure Semyon Barlamov will be decent again for them this season. I know they don't have Thomas Grice to fall back on, but I still think the Islanders will get in. I have the Flyers at fifth and missing. But, you know, I could easily see them jumping into that top four if Carter Hart is great for a full season. You know, are they going to get the Carter Hart that was amazing in the return to play? Or are they going to get the Carter Hart, you know, that played a bit during the regular season and just wasn't as good? That's, I think, the big question for them. And then everyone outside of that can finish wherever they want. I would probably have the Rangers at sixth, Sabres seventh, Taylor Hall's probably going to get traded. And then I would have New Jersey eighth. Uh, for the Central, Tampa Bay is going to run away with that division. That's just, that's going to be that's honestly the easiest call of all time at second i have carolina i think carolina is they're, they're awesome they're going to continue to get better um at third i have dallas um dallas is really good obviously they just went to the final they came within two games of winning the stanley cup and you know this roster is still pretty good and they brought hanton hudovan back um third i have columbus i mean for as much as we like to shit on john torella and believe me it is fun to shit on him um, he, they, their system is very effective yet boring. And they had some goaltending voodoo last year that it was just unreal. And, you know, if they get that again, um, they're going to be a tough out. Um, the players play hard for him. Cam Atkinson's awesome. Pierre Luc Dubois is awesome. Seth Jones, one of the best defensemen in the league. Zach Wierenski's pretty good too. And they just, they have a strong court, even though they don't, they don't have like a true, um, superstar player. 
at fourth, I mean, the Chicago's not going to get in. Detroit's going to be bad. I don't think Florida's going to be that good. I have Nashville at fourth. I mean, I think they're good enough to make the playoffs this season. They have the roster to do it. How is Pecorine going to be? Are they going to play UC Soros a lot more? That's the big question there. And also, you know, how's Matt Duchesne going to be? I mean, what about, you know, Ryan Johansson? What about Philip Forsberg? What about their two all-star defensemen and everyone? So, you know, they have the roster to get there. They have the talent. But, you know, can they fix their goaltending issues and actually get good goaltending from both of them this season. That remains to be seen. So that's why I have with the Central, um, the West. Um, I have Vegas winning it. They have the best roster in that division. You could argue that they have the best roster in the league. They are that good. I have Colorado number two. Again, you could argue that they have the best roster in that division. You can argue that they have the best roster in the league. I would take Vegas's over them. But Colorado, they have one of the top three players on the planet. They have Miko Rantanen. They have Gabriel Landeskog. They have Kel McCarr, who's going to be one of the best. He's going to potentially be the best defenseman in the league in a few years. Uh, they're just, their they're forwards are just rock solid. And they are just a such a fun team to watch. I mean, after that, though, it kind of gets a bit murky. I probably would have St. Louis getting third. And then for that fourth spot, honestly, I'm going to go Arizona. I mean, I can see people giving it to Minnesota, but I'm going to go to Arizona. They still have some good pieces there. I mean, Phil Kessel still playing good hockey, even though he's kind of, the decline is coming for him. But I would trust Kemper to get it done out there and for them to get in, because I do think Rick Tockett is a pretty damn good coach. Um, for the Canadian division, for who I'm winning that, I mean, if Toronto can't win that division and make round two or round three, they are just never going to get it done with this group. Um, it's just, what is this now? Year four with Matthews? I, what is it, year three now with Tavares, if I'm not mistaken? I, I don't honestly even know anymore. I think this will be year three with Tavares, um, it, with Matthews, of course. I mean, if they can't get it done, man, just take that franchise and send it somewhere else. Um Second place, guys. I mean, this this is tough. I mean, this division is really tough to figure out. I think I'm going to go Edmonton. I know they're not going to have Oscar Clefbaum for the full season. I think that was announced today by Ken Holland. But they have one of the best four groups in the league. Their goaltending is questionable. But when you have Connor McDavid, who is arguably the best player in the world, I mean, you're going to make the playoffs mostly every year. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Leon Dreisaitl, um, they fill out. They had some forward depth. This I think they signed Tyler Ennis. I think they signed Kyle Turris pretty cheap, too. Um, this is this is going to be a better team than I think some people are giving credit for. Um, at third, I'm going to go Vancouver. I'm pretty high on the Canucks this season. I love their high-end talent. I love Quinn Hughes. Their goaltending is, is a bit shaky. You know, how will Braden Holtby play? You do have Thatcher Demko back there, who I think is going to be the star in the future. But, you know, I love Vancouver's top six, even though their bottom six is kind of meh. And then at fourth, I am going to go Calgary. Um, Kachuk is awesome. Goudreau is awesome. Monahan's awesome. Um, I do know, obviously, they signed Jacob Markstrom to that ridiculous deal that I just, that he is overpaid, I think. But they still have the talent to get in. I expect them to still get in. They're well coached. I'm Mark Giordano is one of the best defensemen in the league. And forward wise, I mean, they're, they're, I think they're decently deep and they just have a lot of star power there. I love watching Goudreau and Monahan and Lynn Holman, of course, you know, watching Kachuk play is just hilarious. You know, a lot of people hate Matthew Kachuk. I absolutely love that kind of player. I would take a hundred Matthew Kachuks on my team if I could, with it, especially with the offense that he does produce. So those are my predictions for the playoffs. Uh, let me let me know what your guys's are. You know, when I tweet out the episode on the Locked On Penguins Twitter or through my Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Coming up in the next segment, we will touch on some Jim Rutherford comments that he made to the media today. As there are a couple interesting tidbits that I did want to bring up and um. To share some thoughts on so stay tuned for that but before we do get to that it's time to talk about a new sponsor you know for the locked on network a uh, bet online 
there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust that is betonline.ag with the NFL regular season finishing up, the playoff picture is becoming clear. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and you can use that promo code locked on for your 50% off welcome bonus. Um, don't just sit on the sidelines anymore, guys. You can get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You can visit our good friends and exclusive partner at betonline underscore AG on Twitter to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Don't forget, guys, to sign up for that free account and use that promo code locked on for your bonus where you can get 50% off. All right, guys, welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, so Jim Rutherford did speak to the media this morning. Um, he says they are going to be bringing someone to camp, uh, Jordan Nolan, on an AHL contract. He's like, we like this player. We will see how camp goes. And anytime we can flip his American League deal to an NHL contract, he brings a dimension of his game that is important for our team. Um, you know, if you do a quick Google search on Jordan Nolan, as I am doing right now, and as I did earlier today, I really don't know what he brings to an NHL team. I mean, the guy is, what, 30 years old. For his NHL career, guys, he's played in 375 career games, 24 goals, 52 points in 375 career games. I mean, that's just utterly terrible um his best season for his career uh points wise came in 2013-14 with the kings 64 games six goals 10 points in those 64 games uh, the next year had six goals and nine points 60 games so he spent most of his career with the los angeles kings and ended up winning i think a stanley cup with them i think he actually won uh, both the cups with them if i'm not mistaken you know when the, that went to buffalo in 2017-18 had four goals 8.69 games so a true bottom six player but i mean he also played in the ahl last year guys he had 27 points in 60 games and that's in the ahl so i mean jim i don't know what kind of dimension that you think Nolan brings to the Penguins but it ain't offense that's for sure I mean is it grit and toughness because I'm not trying to go back to 2017-18 where you're just trading for players who all they bring in is just grit and toughness this guy's just not good his best season is 10 points in like 60 something games so you know hard pass on that talked about the realignment he said the east is a very strong division it's teams that are used to each other there's good rivalries hopefully they can get the opportunities to see the games live as soon as it's safe enough um we already touched on his comment about Emil Larmy. We'll have to see when he joins uh, training camp. This was a big update, though, on Zach Aston Reese. Originally, I thought he was going to be out until mid-February with that injury, but um, according to Seth Rohrabaugh, um, Jim indicated that he is unscheduled to make a recovery from off-season shoulder surgery by mid-January. So right around when the season starts, Aston Reese will be ready. He's probably not going to be around in time for training camp, but it looks like he, he could be practicing with the team right as the season starts. So that's big news for the Penguins. I, I like Aston Reese as a defensive player, even though he doesn't bring a lot of offense. And, you know, him on that line with Bluger and Tanev is just one of the best fourth lines in hockey. I love watching them uh, play. Um, as for every, any other updates, um, Jim, he didn't really say too much more. You know, talked about, you know, the rivalry stuff. You know, goaltending is going to be an important part of a shortened season because less of a margin for error. Again, he's 100% right on that. If your, goal if your goalie goes on a huge hot streak of 20, 25 games, he's giving you 930 plus almost every night. That can really just boom your season. You know, if Tristan Jari goes on a huge heater, that will be so beneficial for the Penguins who are playing these division rivals every single night 
And you know, a lot another big thing that people aren't talking about, guys, you know, what if a player has a huge high shooting percentage for the first 20 to 30 games of the season? What if they're shooting 15% from the ice and they're just scoring on it and everything? I mean, you're probably not going to see Brian Rust have the shooting percentage that he had last year, but you know, what if it's someone else in the Penguins? What if it's Jason Zucker, who, you know, I think Je- Jesse Marshall of the Athletic was kind of joking about how he th- expects Zucker to score 40 goals next season. But he did ask everyone if he scores at a 40-goal pace, would you honor my prediction of him scoring 40 goals? And it's like, nah, it's a hard pass. But we'll have Jesse on here at some point to maybe preview the whole Penguins season coming up. But I think that's it for content for today. There wasn't uh, many other updates. I'm eagerly awaiting the schedule for this 56-game season. I did a, a little bit of the math in my head spread out over, I think, the 100-something days that the season is going to take place. It looks like with the 56-game schedule, it's going to be a game every two days. So the players are going to be gassed, I think. I mean, you're probably going to have back-to-backs, and you're probably going to have a lot of back-to-backs on there, if I'm, if I'm being really honest with you. I mean, for example, you know, they could be. you could do a New Jersey-New York back-to-back. You could do a Philadelphia-New Jersey back-to-back. Washington, Philadelphia back to back, just because it's the travel from those places is not far and you can get uh, just as many games out of the way there as possible. I mean, I also, I did want to say this too. I do get that the NHL only wants to play the games in division. They don't want to be like the NFL where they're having a team go from California to New York or, you know, Florida to California or something like that, just because, you know, they don't want to deal with, you know, the outbreak or the outbreaks that the NFL has had you know what we also had baseball had a couple outbreaks during the early portions of their season I mean I will I do think that there is likely going to be an outbreak during the NHL season it's happened for every sport so far you just have to navigate through it that's the big thing and you know there's probably going to be games they may have to be canceled at arenas they may have to be moved to neutral sites because there might be a huge outbreak on it with a team but you know it's how they manage that situation obviously no one wants that to happen with the vaccine now out and it's starting to get to some people hopefully there won't be outbreaks for teams but you know that's just that's that's hoping at this point i think there probably will be at least one but you know get fingers crossed to that not happening at all um that will do it though for this episode of the locked on penguins podcast i'm really excited to be back with this season um just a few more weeks guys we get to see a season with the penguins where jack johnson is not playing and we don't have to shit on him every single night though we will get to be uh dumping on Cody CC, assuming he wins the job from Chad Ruedel. Um We'll be back with five episodes a week um, after New Year's Eve, which is, of course, next Thursday somehow. I cannot believe that came up that quick. Um, we're going to have Alan Saunders on the podcast this week on Wednesday. I'm working on a couple other guests as well to preview this season. So stay tuned for that. Um, go Steelers tonight on Monday Night Football. Try to win the AFC North. Go check out Locked On Steelers over there. Go check out Locked On Pirates as baseball season we're getting closer to spring training a couple months away for that they do a good job over there as well and oh wow breaking news as this as i'm finishing recording um apparently teams have started receiving drafts of their 2021 schedule it sounds like they're generally grouped into two game segments against the same opponent although there's also some three game series and i've heard of at least one instance of a four game series against opponents you know i honestly totally forgot about that idea i've talked about that on the podcast i think it was like last month or something like that you know that this would be a great idea to do as well, you know, make it like baseball, you know, where the Nationals, like, of course, they're my team. They play the Phillies in a three to four game series. They play the Braves in three to four games. Minimizes travel going back and forth. I totally get that. And you can just knock out a few of the matchups of the eight matchups that you have going up against those teams in just, you know, one weekend or something like that. So I honestly completely forgot about that idea, but it's an absolutely good one. 
You know, I'm sure you could still have, you know, playing Washington and then Philadelphia the next night, but, you know, having Washington, Washington, and maybe like a home and home for a lot of those games and making them like mini series. I mean, these rivalries are about to be taken to a whole new level. So I'm really curious to see when the schedule does come out, um, whether it's Wednesday, Thursday, or maybe even tomorrow. So um, again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast, and I will talk to you all on Wednesday.